musical makes me feel like I'm a part of something bigger. My favorite business show. Hands down, the best B2B sales and marketing podcast. The ultimate resource for salespeople. George makes me want to conquer local. An authentic entertainer. Conquer Local with Vendasta. Here's George Leaf. Thanks for joining us on this edition of the Conquer Local podcast. I'm excited to introduce a new member of our team. Mr. Andrew Down has joined Vendasta as the Director of Sales for Managed Service Providers, Value Added Resellers, and the IT Channel. Andrew and I have known each other for Ah, it's got to be close to eight years, and we're going to hear Andrew's transition from the IT channel to now coming to Vendasta and how we are going to embrace this whole new segment where we've been dabbling, we've been dragged, we've had some guests on the show that speak about the IT channel, but you are going to hear from Andrew what the life of a value-added reseller, managed service provider, and an IT consultant is all about because that's what he's been doing for the past number of years. And we'll also maybe talk about how this channel or this segment is adjacent to all of the things that we've been doing at Vendasta and in Conquer Local up to this point. We're looking forward to speaking to our new Director of Sales, Andrew Down here on the podcast next. Conquer Local Podcast, taking you into a whole new realm this week. We've got a great guest joining us. Um, one of the longer sales cycles I've ever had. Um, took over five years for me to sell Andrew down on coming to Vendasta as a director of sales, but uh, persistence wears down resistance. And then I don't even think it was resistance, but ladies and gentlemen, I'm very pleased to announce Andrew Down, our guest this week on the Conquer Local podcast, the new director of sales for the managed service provider, value-added reseller, and IT channel. Welcome to the show, Andrew. Thanks, George. Great to be here. I, I hope the five years are worth it. Well, you know, when we first met five years ago, you were working at uh, Grand & Toy, I believe, and then you... Um, then you got into being a managed service provider here in our local market, beautiful Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, Canada. And I'd love to start off the show with you introducing yourself and giving us a little bit of, uh, of you know, the resume and, and uh, what you've been doing and, and then what you did as a managed service provider, just to, to put a frame of reference on, on our discussion today, because it's a very interesting topic and, and what I believe, and I know you believe to be a very interesting opportunity. Sure. Yeah. It's, you know, it's funny you, when you mentioned Grand and Toy, I, I think that goes back eight years. So it's even longer than uh, maybe we initially thought. It's, God, it's been... I'm, I'm an even shittier salesperson than I thought. <laughs> Almost a decade, but that's okay. Um, yeah. I'm, you know, just a bit about me. I'm, I'm born and raised here in, in wonderful Saskatoon, uh, high school in the North end at BJM. And I have a commerce degree from Edwards School of Business. Uh, the year I convocated was the year it officially switched from College of Commerce to Edwards. So I, I never know where to say I went, but uh, <laughs> a marketing degree nonetheless. Um, and really right out of out of the U of S, I got into kind of by chance into the IT industry. Um, you know, I, I never considered myself technical, uh, but always had an interest, obviously, just, you know, my generation growing up with computers and video games and that sort of thing. And I was given an opportunity uh, to work with a very small niche distributor um, of ergonomic products located here in Saskatoon. Uh, didn't work for, for a couple different reasons, but I, I transitioned into a national role with Grand & Toy, a, a national bar, a value-added reseller. 
Um, and that was really my first foray into, you know, professional B2B sales. Um, so, so right out of school was kind of straight into the IT industry and, and honing my skills as a salesperson. Well, let's, let's start, uh, start talking about value added reseller because, you know, for the conquerors that listen to the broadcast, it may be a new term. Could you explain a value added reseller and a couple of examples that maybe our, our group might recognize because it's a very common thing. Yeah, it sure is. Um, you know, I think the term is probably most simply defined just as the last word that reseller and and i think reseller became a dirty word in the it industry and it, it became kind of uh almost a marketing play to, to call yourself value added right and, and i think the definition of what that value is is very different depending on the organization you maybe talk to but you know here in in canada north america um you know cdw is a, a major online reseller that um you know i came across my whole career selling IT hardware system software, um, you know, so they're definitely a, a, a large global player for sure. So we have uh, value added resellers, um, and it's interesting you talk about the value add. It's I could buy these products, these tools, whatever it is for my business, but uh, you know, sometimes you need somebody to set it all up, make it work, and and then you you get it out of the box and you realize, oh, I needed this other piece to make it work. And, and that was the value that was being, some people call that an upsell, but I don't know if it's an upsell. If you buy something, it's not going to solve the problem without this other component. Um, now then we, then you arrive at a managed service provider. And I'd love to talk about what that is so that our audience can understand that. Sure. Yeah. I, uh, I had a brief stopover with a, a distributor and we can get into the whole IT channel later and talk about distribution if you want. But, um, you know, I, I ended up uh, working locally with a, a great managed services company here in Saskatoon, Anchor Managed Solutions, um, still very close with the three founders. And, um, you know, I, I was brought in really for my insight into the IT channel, um, you know, different connections with manufacturers, uh, different connections with distribution. Um, they were They were just year two as a company. And I give them a ton of credit for building something from the ground up, you know, signing that first client with no references, no business. Um, you know, and I kind of got to, to ride their founding coattails and just bring my industry experience and, and really help uh, develop some sales process, some sales practice, and, and just make those introductions into the, the IT channel. Um, you know, Anchor was, was born out of a, a gap in, you know, what they deemed a gap in local services. So a managed services provider, you know, we call them MSPs, but, but managed services provider really is a, a locally focused IT company. And, and you know, our sales pitch when I was with the MSP was really, we become your IT department. You know, so for a small business that, that does not have internal IT, someone to, to help you print or reset a password when you forget it for the thousandth time, uh, you know, that's what, what Anchor and, and MSPs really do is, is they provide outsourced IT services top to bottom. Uh, for their small and medium clients. You and I have had this conversation. I think we're, we're having lunch one day and, you know, my background is coming from the media side and your background is coming from this managed service provider side and, and how we arrive here in our organization that started in the marketing technology channel is we've kind of been dragged and I've used that line a lot with guests on this very podcast. We've been dragged into the space in our relationship in the telco space and our telecommunications partners that are selling to their business owners, they want to solve other challenges. Um, but, you know, coming from the media side where I was one of 
20 people lying to the customer. And I mean that in the most nicest way possible, where we would go out and sell an ad campaign and then try to figure out, and I've said this on this broadcast, try to figure out why it didn't meet the goals and that type of thing. Mm -hmm. We really were selling uh, our product, not really being a true consultant and trying to solve the challenge. Um, Now, there's lots of folks in that industry that definitely do care about their customers and solve the challenge. But I guess my point is, 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 you know, being that media sales rep, the, the level of trust was eroded by bad actors over the years. And when you talk about people that have passwords of the business, at, that is a level of trust that is at another level. And that's what you and I have been talking about. The managed service provider that controls and takes care of that IT ecosystem for a small business is massively trusted. A hundred percent. And, and, and more so today than ever, you know, the, the industry moving to all of these, you know, ransomware and, and the security breaches that are happening on, on a, you know, very public level. Um, I, I really can't think of a, someone in the organization more trusted than an IT manager, you know, where, where you have the, the CEO's password as well as the company administrative password, um, you know, and, and there's a, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of power and what we used to call kind of a, a black hole of knowledge. Um, you know, I, IT people tend to speak almost their own language, right? And and there's a lot of uh, power in, in, in the technical people carry just because a lot of the other business units just simply don't understand what they're talking about. Right. Um, you know, and I think a, a managed services role was really to bridge that gap, you know, have those conversations with, with the C-level, with the finance department, with the owner of a business, explain why the technology was going to help their business improve, not just the tech side, but the actual business practice. Janet Shine, good friend of the broadcast, was on this show a little over a year ago talking about convergence of the channel. We just spent the last three days at this recording moment listening to a number of experts in the IT channel at the Channel Partners Virtual Conference, which actually went off very well. It's almost like they have IT resources because it was it, it went well as a virtual event. Uh, but she she's very famously talked about Um, agencies are eating our snacks and eventually they'll be eating our lunch and then down the road they'll be eating steak and having wine with our customers and so what what she's concerned about coming from the IT channel is these MarTech agencies that have trust of the customer um, Mm -hmm. are adding other products and services you come from the managed service provider side of the business and you see an enormous opportunity and I remember in our lunch meeting where I think we might have got the deal done at that point was when we were talking about some of your customers in your managed service provider role and, and you, you know, I'm sure that it was the, the light went on and I, I saw the look on your face. You're like, I've just been sending them to GoDaddy to get to the domain. I've been, so some of the things that were in the marketplace that were adjacent to your space, you were just giving the lead to somebody else and you might've been able to capture um, more value for that customer and, and more margin. So, that, you know, was that really the moment where you were like, wow, this is pretty cool. It was definitely a bit of the aha moment. Um, you know, I think you know managed services companies do a good job of of sticky sticky business. You know, um, from day one, you know, we had recurring revenue, so we we knew our day one monthly revenue. We knew our costs. You know, obviously, do businesses have challenges of of uh, being profitable? But um, adding in licensing and and then realizing you know there's actually a a gap here we're 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 sending revenue elsewhere we're missing whether it be godaddy renewals or maybe security add-ons or or additional tie-ins not even getting into the whole you know as an IT company we got asked a lot you know your your technology do you do websites 
do you help with SEO? We know what this SEO thing is, but we don't really handle it as an, as an SMB client. Um, you know, and, and I think to the, to the average small business owner, a, a lot of them viewed IT companies as being that first point of contact. They, they would ask us all the time, you know, can you help with our website? And, and we would politely say no, refer them to a great local, local company here in Saskatoon. Um, but it definitely started to click that there might be something here. There might be a, a, a crossover into the industries. One of the things that I've heard a lot in the managed service provider space is this concept of we're not break fix anymore. Could you explain <laughs> that statement to me? Yeah, you know, I, I mentioned reseller is a dirty word. Uh, break fix might be the worst in the industry. You know, I, I think a lot of IT people, break fix associates with a very old school reactionary approach to service. So when something breaks, I call you, you fix it. So you're, you're only dealing with fires. You're only dealing with issues when servers are down or emails down or, or people can't, can't access their files. Um, you know, where managed services really went to the, the marketing spin of it was it's proactive. We monitor, we, we get alerts when things are happening as a managed services partner, the best thing you can do is you can solve a problem before the client even knows it exists. Right. So it's really moving from reactionary to proactive, um, you know, on paper. So yeah, break, break fix has become, there's still a lot of great guys, you know, here in our market in, in Saskatchewan, uh, around the world, there's great it guys and gals that, that will help you, you know, for a, a low hourly rate. Um, but what if they take a holiday? You know, it, it, like I said, it's very reactionary. And, and if they're gone, what's your business going to do? You know, and, and the entrepreneur in me, what I'm hearing you saying is that that sounds lumpy and, and it, it sounds episodic and it sounds a long way from monthly recurring revenue. And and that, you know, that's my customer and I work with them on an ongoing basis and I make sure that all the roads and lights are on in the journey that they're in. Um, and, and isn't that really the dream is that we, you know, everybody wants to move to this space where I'm the trusted advisor. I'm the one that is, that is core to your business succeeding because I make sure that everything just works. And yes, of course there's an associated fee, but, mm -hmm. but it isn't this idea of fire five grand, nothing for eight months, small fire, $500. It's more of this idea of here are the challenges you're having. Here are my fixes. Um, and we just work together on this and, and you don't have those. The other thing with a fire is you got to clean it up and get rid of the soot and all that stuff. And <laughs> right. Like when a fire happens, usually there's a cost there. So if we could make sure that everything's just maintained properly, so it just works, I I'd pay for that as a business owner, probably. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's peace of mind and it's, it's moving those, those capital cost fires into just operational, right? You know, we, we used to use the term where it's the Netflix model of, of a fair monthly user cost. Um, to, to be fair, IT services cost more than Netflix, whatever it is now, $14.99. Um, but, you know, the, the reality was we needed to move into a, a predictable recurring revenue stream, which is good for the MSP because then they can hire, right? They can bring in more technicians as they sign clients, knowing their revenue is going up. But for a business owner, um, you know, January July, doesn't matter the month, you're paying the same for your IT support. So there's no right. crazy ebbs and flows and peaks and valleys. Uh, yeah, just very it, predictable. It makes the budget easier to budget. You know, you're paying a thousand bucks a month and all the lights are on. That that can be, you know, that, that I see that as, a, as an interesting value proposition that probably pretty easy to, to deliver to the customer. Now, 
We've got this thing over here where you've got the managed service provider and they have a pedigree and they have training and they know what they're doing and that, you know, there's new products that come along, but they have the ability to deliver those products or services. And now we're introducing an entire new world of marketing technology. Um, what's that going to look like? Because, you know, in, in my history, I went from selling boxes on paper and, uh, and seconds of airtime to now selling a stack of digital solutions that changes every frigging day that you heard Google's getting rid of cookies. We've got to learn all that. What's that going to be, you know, so the, what, what does this mean for that managed service provider, value added reseller, people in the IT channel to learn these new skills? You know, I, I think it's an evolution. Um, it, it's nothing that IT people aren't already doing. I mean, I can't think of an industry with more ongoing training and education. So I think really, you know, at Vendasta, my role and, and, and the great teams we have here is just to, to augment additional training and learning that, that the IT companies are already doing. Um, you know, there's annually, if you're not getting new certifications, training, uh, new new revenues to sell, new partnerships to to position. You're going to become the, the the dinosaur, the break fix model in in only a couple of years. I mean that it it transitioned extremely quickly, and not not that it's too late. Not that people have completely missed the boat, but you run that risk if you're not always looking for the next sticky value add that you can bring to your great small medium sized client. I I have to tell. I have to confess something. Um, and this might be a bit of a lesson for everybody that, that is within earshot of this. When we were first looking at managed service providers, there's an interesting stat. 95% of the managed service providers in this planet have less than 10 employees. So we started to discount that they were an ideal customer profile. And then we started to talk to some managed service providers, go to some conventions. And like there's three guys with beautiful trucks running a managed service provider with $20 million in revenue. And the right. first question is, is, okay, how do you do that? And they're like, it, it's like a, someone explained it to me. It's like a general contractor. They, they know that having staff is the challenge because you've got to train them. You got to keep them. You got to retain them. You got to give them promotions. They go on holidays, all of those issues. What, what it really is, is this idea of going to other people who are experts when you get a job because you have the brand and you have the trust and you are the general contractor bringing in the other people to execute on that. It, and that now is, is really interesting because you're, you know, when you look inside a curated marketplace of solutions that are ready to be consumed with all the marketing material and all of the, the FAQs and those types of things, that general contractor concept makes a lot of sense. The second thing that's interesting about this, true entrepreneurs is what I'm finding. People who go to work every day to grow their business, and you you uh, you covered in in the last vignette, they train all the time, because the mm -hmm. things that they sell, you need to stay trained all the time on those components. So I'm sitting here going, this is a win win. The the one thing that you have identified, and I'm going to give you a lot of credit for this because I think this is the piece because you were sitting in the other chair, you had been missing out on an enormous amount of revenue, which wasn't going to be that hard to execute. In fact, it might even lead to more grief for the customer if they go try and vet some new person rather than you go do it because you were the technical expert. And I know you talk about you don't think you're that technical. You are quite technical, my friend. D d don't, don't tell the, uh, the techs at my old company that. They'll laugh. Uh, no, you, you, you nailed it though, George. I think the, 
the reality is the the MSP is being asked, and they're they're the liaison. They're they're the vendor, the partner, the software liaison. The 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 small business owner they're supporting. They kind of know where they want to get to. They might even know what they want or have heard of a brand. Like let, let's use virtual collaboration as an example. Maybe they've heard of Zoom or Teams or Google uh, Hangout. Um, they don't maybe know where to go though. So they're just going to throw that to the MSP. Hey, you're our tech company. What should we do? And as an MSP, I mean, I, I was quick to, if I didn't know something, first admit it, but then quickly go find out who I need to talk to and bring them in. So it was all about partnerships and leveraging your partners with your brands, your manufacturers, your software providers, and knowing who to bring into those conversations to add value. So a, a lean team of three or five people is like a company of 20. You know, one of the reasons that I wanted to ask that question, and I had a feeling you would go there and you just said it, you, you admit that you don't know, and then you go find the answer or find somebody who can give you the answer that you can partner with. And I find a lot of times that our, our channel partners or prospective channel partners are really staggered by 500 SKUs, stock keeping units, because I'm trying to kill acronyms, um, in a marketplace. You're like, how the hell am I going to know all of that stuff? And, and I'm like, okay, you don't need to know it all. Um, mm -hmm. You do need to know that it's there, right? It's, I've been using this analogy recently because the carburetor's broken at our house. And um, it's winter, so I'm not going to go get the big toolbox right? And roll it out to fix the job. I have a little toolkit that I put the tools in. And by the way, all the tools in my little toolkit are for the gazebo I was building in the backyard last year. So I bring the toolkit into the kitchen and I get underneath the sink, right? To fix the carburetor. There's a bunch of tools in there and I'm not going to use them. I'm not going to use the, the uh, chalk line. I don't need that to fix the carburetor. I'm not going to use the hammer, although I may beat that bloody carburetor if I can't get it fixed. But my point is, is you have a toolkit with lots of things that could solve the challenge, but right now, all we have to do is fix the carburetor. And, and this is the other thing is we start to move into other channels like managed service providers. You, you know, you were asking me the question the other day, can I sell Lenovo uh, laptops? This is not a paid endorsement of Lenovo, by the way. But yes, one day you very well may be able to with some of the partnerships that we are building with, with distributors. And we won't get into that today because we've got a time limit. But I think that it's important for people to understand in your model, you were selling thousands of solutions and you weren't a trusted expert on them all. What you were was a trusted expert with lots of people in the back pocket that could then come in as subject matter experts. Correct? 100%. And I, I do love the analogy. You said I would and I do. Um, yeah, you know, the, the whole whole career I've built, you know, and, and that Anchor built as, as an MSP was based on relationships, true relationship selling, knowing who to go to, when to go to them and what to ask. Um, it, it's okay not to know something, you know, and I would much rather admit that than make it up on the fly. But I'm going to get back to you as quick as human, humanly possible with the accurate information and, and the right person to, to bring some value because, you know, business, business moves quick and, and business owners need, need answers, not necessarily this second, but definitely, you know, same day if possible. As director of sales for the managed service provider, value-added resellers and IT channel, 
Andrew will be working with a team of our folks to work with managed service providers and value-add resellers all over the world and introduce them to the Vendasta platform and to our marketplace of products and services. And I know you're really looking forward to it. And we're looking forward to learning more from you about this very interesting industry that we are building more and more friendships all the time with folks that are pretty excited to be offering an expanded line of services that actually are very adjacent to what they're doing today. Andrew, it's been a great eight years going through this buyer's journey with you. I'm glad that you finally came to the conclusion that this was the right thing to buy and uh, great to have you cross the line and I'm looking forward to working with you in, in all seriousness. And thanks for coming on the show today. Appreciate it, George. Happy to be here. Thanks. The trust that managed service providers and value-added resellers have is staggering. When I think about the folks that I've worked with in the IT channel over the years, you really do. Like they have your passwords. And when things don't work in the network or with your equipment, you phone them and they drive down in their truck and they fix it. And you don't give them the password because you never changed it. They still have the password they put in there when they set everything up. That level of trust is paramount to having a relationship and being the trusted local expert. We, on the other hand, that maybe came from other industries, and I have that famous thing of, you know, I was one of 20 people lying to the customer. Of course, I talk about 30 years ago where we really couldn't measure the deliverable of the things that we're selling. It was this, you know, we were selling air at the end of the day, but eventually we started to build trust. And we started to truly become consultants. I've talked about this journey a lot. And in that broadcast, I just used the one vignette and I guess I should put some, you know, a little bit more color around it. But what I'm telling you is managed service providers have an enormous amount of trust. In fact, as an agency owner, I would love to partner with one of those folks because we could solve a lot more problems. So I think that that's an interesting thing we didn't cover with Andrew, and maybe in the future we will cover, is what does it look like if you took someone who was an agency owner delivering digital marketing services, and they had a friend that was a managed service provider, and you both went in together, kind of peer-to-peer, and you helped the help solve the challenges of the customer. Or you start to learn new things, and you start to get new products and services that are adjacent to what you're doing. There's a number of different ways that we can skin this challenge in order to really help solve for our customer. So managed service provider is somebody that is a locally focused IT company. A value added reseller is somebody that added value to buying a product usually. And then we have IT consultants that really are that general contractor bringing it all together. That's what we talked about today with Mr. Andrew Down. And uh, as part of our team, you can reach out and speak to Andrew anytime that you would like. And we're looking forward to doing some more work with him as we move forward into this brave new world, brave new segment for us in the IT channel. Thanks for joining us this week on the Conquer Local podcast. My name is George Leith. I'll see you when I see you. You've been listening to the Conquer Local podcast with your host, George Leith. Executive producers are Brendan King, George Leith, and Colleen McGrath. Marketing by Rory Lawford. Recorded and mixed at Sound Lounge by T-Bone.